to Triple Fistbook, the premier gaming podcast where we can hear opinions across generations. I'm the Kid Dream, joined by my two co-hosts, Chris and Osiris. Hey, yo, new year, let's go. Yo, this is our first video of 2021. How's it feel? We made it out the darkness. <laughs> Hopefully there isn't more darkness. There's always <laughs> more darkness. Yeah, but you know, a little light in between would be nice, you know what I mean? Was, yeah. The darkness is, is a little better when you got like a nice little sunrise or sunset before it. You know? Let's not forget the twilight. It's cool. But, uh, the twilight. You know, that's it. It is nice to think that given winter and the cold, I only found it fair that I spent my time this week playing a, a campaign following a group of folks from the cold. <laughs> That cold being Fargus. And I, I'm talking about Fire Emblem. It's Fire Emblem. Yes. Fire Emblem yeah. Three Houses. Yeah. yeah. You thought we were done, we're not. <laughs> that last one was a warm up. Now we're going to get into it. Part one. White so. clouds. Azure <laughs> Moon. Ah, oh, there we go. Whew, I forgot the moon. I forgot that you say you bailed me out there. <laughs> 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 Does this start under? Uh, not for real. Like at this point, we're all kind of like vets of the the three houses. We all picked a different house initially, or at least we did not pick the blue lion house initially. Yeah, blue lions just yeah. looks like your typical house from the uh, it, outside. And that's the funny part, right? Like I remember looking at the screen, and I'm like, okay, Claude looks cool. I like his house. They're a bunch of goofballs. Edelgard looks cool. I like her house. You can see the drama. But the Blue Lions is just like, eh. I looked at Felix and Annette. I was like, I like Felix and I think Annette, you know, looks nice. And, uh, that was, that was kind of it. The dude. Yeah, yeah, the dude too. But I knew the dude was like the right hand man. Right. So I was like, ah, I'm not going to be able to recruit him. You know, I kind of like his look and I, and his, uh, his personal, uh, abilities. Great, especially for the game. Like, yeah, but they just didn't really seem like they would be the most all that interesting at all, much less the most interesting. Little did I know. Like, man. They were the best house. Yeah. <laughs> Arguably the best house in the game. Yeah. Like, in terms of just story and what you're doing, it's kind of, it's kind of wild. Right. Like, you get the full story. Yeah. Uh, that's it's actually ground. It's like with the golden hair and black eagles, you only get half of what's true compared right. to the blue lines. And then, like, you get really intense versions of like small parts of the game, like golden deer. They get all the uh, the secrets and stuff. Black eagles, they get all the killing everyone. But blue lions got yeah. a story. Yeah, all conquests. It, yes, it is, it is good as a word. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, it's good. And the Black like, Eagles gets the story behind pe- behind the church, actually. For some reason, it's the church, and I didn't you, understand that. Don't you think the church gets the story behind the church? Black Eagles gets it, too. <laughs> well, you gotta do the Black Eagle route to get the church route. Right. It, it, it's, it's, it's hidden behind there. Right. But yeah, like like the the golden deer and the, and the black eagle seems like that's the all the lore. 
Yeah. It's the war and the and you know the the the, the conquest for the Black Eagle side if you go a particular route. But the Blue Lions seem to have the heart, you know? Yeah. Like 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 Definitely. Yeah, like these like you can really get the sense that Dimitri just Prince Dimitri just wanted to live his life, man. <laughs> and you know, Claude is out here making up schemes. He's planning on conquering stuff just for, kind of for kicks so he can open things up. Edelgard has a blood feud that goes back a thousand years, even though she's 16, yes. 17, but she's like, nah, forget that. <laughs> I'm going way back. Right. Way back this hatred. And and, and poor, poor Dimitri's just like, hey, man, I just, I, I want to be king one day, but I didn't want to be king this early. I wanted you know? to rule people, and we could have all been happy together. Right. You know, I just wanted to be a nightly knight, you know, and, you know, to kind of have fun with my friends. And, you know, we were going to go to school, and it was going to be a good time. And then everything happened to them. Everything happened to them. It's like the Blue Lion House is the only house that gets, they get crapped on in every campaign, including their own. Right, the beginning. <laughs> yeah, what killed me was all those beginning missions where when you're in the Golden Deer, it's like, whoa, what is going on? But then the Blue Lions is like, that was my dad. Yeah. <laughs> what? Oh. Ash is just like, we're going to kill my foster father. Uh, <laughs> it's hilarious because Edelgard tries to hide really well. She's like, we have to save everyone. Cloud's like, wow, this is weird. Ash just sitting there depressed. Yeah, Ash was very he just sad. Like, I feel bad for him, honestly. He was, he was depressed for months afterwards, too. Yeah, he was. Like, it doesn't immediately go away. You see him sitting in the church sad for months. Yes. <laughs> you do. Ash being sad. And then Sylvain ends up sad later, too. He's has to beat up Miklon. And that was little did we know that was also the uh, the mission where Annette was gonna meet her dad. Yes. So it was just all the heart. Yeah. All the depression you go through in the Blue Lions house—it's just ridiculous. Yeah, Blue Lions is definitely like the most depressing route. Like <laughs> the other routes weren't sad like that. Even when you kill people. Well, yeah, like the Golden Deer—they had—they had no. Dramatic moments, except for killing Edelgar. That was the most dramatic moment. Yeah, and, and even then, it's just like, yeah, you stabbed Edelgar. Well, she kind of stabbed herself. Right, she kept telling you to kill her. She <laughs> <laughs> was like, she's like, no, nah, man, I, why? Seems kind of unnecessary. The whole Golden Deer route was like, why are you guys fighting? And everyone else, because. That was the because whole reasons. Paul was just like, but honestly, we kind of literally want the same thing. Right. You go like, to Grander Field, and then Dimitri's like, we won't team up, even though we could, uh, you know, beat Edelgard. Destroy Edelgard right. that way. Right. And then you go to Edelgard, you're like, hey, we won't kill you. I mean, we kind of want the same fold, and then the church is pretty much gone at this point. She's like, no, kill right. me. <laughs> it's like, but I don't even want to take over. For I just... I was just doing this to become king and open it up. Like, right? Has no one in can, has no one in this game heard of arresting people? Like, is that just not a thing? I mean, Claude tried. <laughs> he tried. Like he tried. Like that's the thing. Like he kind of goofed his way through the whole story. Just like, 
man, I, I'm, I really, no one should have to die here. Right, like you didn't even no have one. to arrest Edelgard. You could have just stripped her of her status and boom, she's no yeah, lie. That's it. And that's even if you really wanted to do that, like it could have just been like, hey, okay, guess what, Edelgard? I conquered Fotland already, technically by accident. I didn't mean to conquer it, but I did. <laughs> right. But if you if you are willing to open up the ghost, uh, you know, trade negotiations with Almira and 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 get rid of this isolationist policy, I'll I'll even let you. You can work with Byleth and be like you could be Empress and he could be like Cocaine. It's like y'all can make it work. I don't even want to be here. Right, like I'm. Come on, that does happen in the golden. That was the most random thing in the golden deer route. You're like, you help Claude. You're like, yeah, and then at the end, he shakes your hand. This is where I say goodbye, my friend. And you ran away, become king. (laughs) Like what? Huh? What you mean? Yeah, I'm. I'm I'm going back to Almira, man. I just did this so I can prove to them that I'm ready to be king. But you're like, what? You right? Huh? Imagine how mad Lawrence must feel. He Could got you everything imagine? he wanted without a shred of nobility. None. <laughs> just nothing but schemes. Just kitty, kitty schemes. And and he, he has everything. everything you want. Oh man, he just falls just backwards into success. <laughs> he just, just falls backwards, and Byla falls with him. Right. I mean, Milo got, the, got the most random success. He randomly became God out of nowhere. Yeah. God, King, Emperor, or Empress, depending on what you choose. At the beginning. Right. Byleth. Yeah. Strategist, war leader, hero. Master professor. Yeah. Hero. Right. Professor. Uh, Archbishop. He taught yeah. every child that led to the great war <laughs> of Foley. He's the supreme of supremes. Yes. And depending on how you far you go with some of your supports, you basically find out that he's almost immortal. <laughs> like, he's going to live for thousands of years and never age. Yeah. Like, so he, he really is the god king of Fulman forever. Luke is jealous. Oh, yeah. Luke, yeah, Luke, he, hey, look, he was cool. He did his thing. <laughs> And then he and, and then he died, right? And then half his kingdom became the alliance. Like a couple hundred years after that, like he didn't even get to have it all. His ancestors or his descendants basically screwed it up immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, but not Byleth, though. In fact, if you, if you got Byleth technically, and if you like say married Flame or something for some reason, I don't know why you would, but hey, whatever. Mm-hmm. You technically got two people who are just going to live forever and never stop being king or queen. Ah, Rhea too. Yeah. That's one of my biggest questions. Has Rhea just been like changing her appearance over the years and being like, oh, it's a completely new person? <laughs> like, you know. No one noticed that the archbishop hasn't died for 200 years? Yeah. That's or crazy. aged. Yeah. But then again... Geralt's been around for forever too, and everybody just accepts that. But he's been around as nobody. He's the legendary blade breaker. Like random people are just like, that's Geralt the blade breaker. Like as right. soon as they see him, he don't even say it. 
It's different when you're a myth and no one's really met you. Meanwhile, Rhea is just sitting there. Everybody knows her. Everybody's met her. Everybody, Every king has to report to her and stuff. So, like... <sighs> They then no one noticed like when their when their descendant randomly ascended to the throne and Rhea is still sitting there like hello. I will bet you every fifty years she just puts on glasses. That's it. That's all she has to do. Put I'm the glasses Car- on. I'm Carla. Yep. Just put the glasses on for fifty years, and then take them off and be like, ah, oh, this is the new uh, Archbishop Rhea. And like, even if you did come up with a bunch of different personas. How do you explain to everybody that a random new person has taken over the church that no yeah. one knew? Right? Because well, no one knew him before. Well, if what we've seen from Rhea, especially in part one, she is very quick to kill anybody who says anything against her at all. <laughs> so yeah. There probably were people. Hey, we shouldn't allow this random person to take over. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> just, just I'm Raya. That's it. And they're like, yes, Raya. Uh, clean this up, please. Yes. Yes, your heart's pissing. Clean this up. And there it is. And, hey, look, I can believe that. That sounds very reasonable to me. Okay, yeah, I see that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Ask no questions. Ask none. Rules I'm doing fear. this. I'm doing this to the state of the goddess. Right. The goddess said so. Yeah, because, you know, because the, the setup and flame thing makes sense because they were in hiding for who knows how long. So when right. they show up out of nowhere, it's like, all right, whatever. You right. know. They're just they, Yeah. I'm just like, okay, but the archbishop has just been sitting here. Yeah, and when you're a student there. and you grow up and then eventually you're older than Rhea, you got to be asking some questions. And the thing is, we know it's just been her because as old as Geralt is, he was hanging with Rhea initially when he was doing his thing, what, a hundred years before the story started? <laughs> yeah. So, like, yeah, and that was when she helped him out. So, yeah, she at least been for the past couple hundred years just on the chair. Never getting older. Still looking like she in her late 20s or something. Right. Just like, yep, here I am. Yeah. Yep. Archbishop. Mm-hmm. Man, you're the only person in the world with green eyes. Mm-hmm. Ask any more questions and you see that guy back there with the axe? Oh. Well, <laughs> you know what? Yeah, here's the tithes. I'm out. <laughs> Bless my firstborn, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, I'm out of here. Bye bye. Later. And that's it. Go. Don't you know? Don't mess with it. Don't mess with it. But yeah, no one, no one asks any questions. No, no, for for good reason. Except for Edelgard. Depending on how that goes. Right. That's why she doesn't let people ask questions. Mm-hmm. I like how I was <laughs> when I was playing the uh, the Blue Lions route. Uh, you get to the the second mission. The second mission in the game where Ash has to go and kill his stepfather. I'm well, his foster father. And I'm just thinking the, the way it starts up is so weird because all you hear is 
hey, there are rumors of Lord Donato raising up an army against the church. And Ray is like, oh, for real? Kill them all. <laughs> and show the kids that. Let the kids come along and see it so they know to never stand against me ever. <laughs> Go. Yeah. Go do- it's, it's so straightforward. It was so just a blink. Yes, hey, show them what it means to stand against the church. Yeah, go. We're going to go kill everyone over there. Let the kids go. <laughs> yeah, let bring the kids there. And then I have to sit there with poor Ash, and I have to have him use curve. Oh no! This this was the um, second mission of the Holy Mausoleum, but it was just like, yep. Yeah, yeah, no, it, uh Yeah, I, I had to have Ash shoot his his father in the face with a. Yeah, it, it was a, it was a very weird time. Now he has to use the lance. Use the lance. Yeah, to beat Lenato. No, I shot Lenato. Mind you, so lance. I shot him in the face. Uh, shot him in the face with a steel bow. Curve shot. Uh, did the job. He only did two damage. <laughs> I had, but Lenato only up. had like one it, health he, left. So I had mine run up with a horse slayer. Oh, wow. Oh, 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 ew. <laughs> yeah, I think I had Ingrid had my horse slayer. Because her, I don't know what's going on with my Ingrid, my Ingrid in this playthrough. This woman has been gaining magic every level up. Oh, mine gained resistance. I don't know why her magic skills are so good, but yeah, mine's resistance is so high that she takes zero damage as if she's a monk or something. Now I can see the resistance because one like she's 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 one of the characters that's like primed to be a Pegasus knight. Yeah. And traditionally Pegasus knights have good resistance. It's funny that they gave her the resistance from the start because they're just like, yeah, right. make her a Pegasus knight. That way it can be infinite when she becomes a right. Pegasus knight. But when you combine that that resistance you talk you you said with high magic, I'm sitting here like, do Dark I just flight. make her a mage? Oh, if you if you go uh, if you buy the DLC, she could be a dark flyer. Yeah, I, and that might be, and I I do have that DLC, about, so I'm considering it because I'm <laughs> just like, yes, she has. Because I think right now she has a strength. I think she's around level 20, 21, 20, I think she has a strength of like seventeen, right? Not really that good in on maddening. But her magic is like 26. Wow. And I'm just like, well, how? Yeah. That, how is her magic that high? That's her definitely, magic. She's definitely been gaining magic every level up. Yeah. Like her magic, her magic has been higher than her strength since level two. <laughs> she's like level two. Like she's gained magic basically every level up. You, you, I don't know what type of stroke of luck you hit. I don't know. I, I didn't want this. I wanted her to gain strength. I'm like, yo, you're going to be a Pegasus Knight, and then I'm going to turn you into a, a Wyvern Master. Right. Because, like, even <laughs> even magic users don't gain magic every level up. Yeah, that is something. We, I don't know if she's bugged out, but she's been getting magic <laughs> constantly. Glitch constantly. Yeah, like her magic is as high as Annette and Lysithia. Like they, you know, Annette she's up Lysithia, there with them. Annette and Lysithia weren't at 26 magic that early in the game. 
No. So I, I like maybe like maybe Lysithia, depending on how, because her magic starts at like ten or like eleven or something. Mm. So it can be in the twenties by the time she's level twenty. But Annette, well, actually, you know what? My Annette, she's in the twenties too. My dad's actually done was well, strength and magic actually surprisingly. But the late twenties though. Yeah. See, yeah. No. No. And I think uh, you know. Ingrid got the bump from like some of the the class changes I was I, I put it through, mm-hmm. so you know they you get some like free stats out of that. But yeah, but those only bump you if you're bad. They don't bump you if you're good. <sighs> you know that's like when you turn to do into a monk, then it's like oh resistance boost. But you don't. I mean sometimes it's random. Like I remember Marianne became a a mortal savant and got a seven boost in defense for some reason. I don't. <laughs> Yeah, but I guess you're making a frontline fighter, so they're just like, okay, we get it. You're not a mortal savant and grimmery. Oh, okay, well, that's, yeah, that makes no sense then at all. Yeah, it, <laughs> it made no sense. Take it all back. <laughs> it was yeah, like, what, is, what is this? She still had no defense, but it was like, why did that's it That's the magiest it? mage class. Right. But, why okay. did it boost it in the first place? I don't, I guess I don't understand this Ingrid. And it, it is it has put me in a situation where I I no longer know what to do with her. <laughs> but now that you've reminded me of Dark Fly, I need to start that side story up. Yeah, you don't even I have to. to like, you don't even have to get into the side story to start getting the uh, benefits. Yeah, I think I, I, I saw like a class. It was just like you got to finish chapter one of the side story, and then there was another one that said I had to finish like a, a side quest or something on it. No, there are no side quests in the side story. So it's just it's the side story for all the classes, right? Yeah, you just you just do it once, and then you can use this stuff forever. Just do the first chapter. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, then I'll probably do that later later today because I'm just like. I need, I need to do something with her. Speaking of that, on the side real quick, that side story, the last battle is stupid hard for some reason. Mm. Like, the side story was always difficult because they gave you limited resources and, you know, the limited in what you could do on purpose. Right. But, like, the last battle is is really hard. I couldn't get past the first two turns. I do have it on Maddening, but still. Right. And you're still limited to just the characters from that side story. Like you're not bringing in your your yes. main game crew. You know? Yeah, that's the problem because it, it starts you next to four armor knights, right? And you only have one magic user. And then behind the armor knights, you know, if it was just armor knights, it would be okay, like whatever. But behind them are a bunch of mages using bolting. Oh, yeah. And on Maddening, their accuracy does not suck. Right. Yeah, that, and, that can be problematic. Yeah, and everybody's losing life every turn, and it's just stupid. Mm. They don't got, like, skills or weapons that just clear those armor knights. Just no. one shot them. Yeah. I just have magic, but if I use my magic user and get too close, then an assassin runs in from the side. It's it's crazy. So they want you to ride that divine pulse button. <laughs> yes. Like you better find the moment. You better find the ninety percent hit chance, but you somehow dodge. You better find those spots. 
create the perfect turn, and then maybe, maybe we'll let you have it these mages. Right. Yeah, the long distance magical assault is dirty. You really, you really haven't gone through that yet? Haven't beat that? Yeah. Yeah, I, I haven't. I haven't even tried it again because it's like, I don't have the <laughs> mental capacity for that. Like, you have to go into that like, I'm ready. <laughs> you know? Some of these, some of these, some of these fire emblem battles, you gotta go in like absolutely ready to sit there for like two hours and think. Oh, I almost got myself killed in the, uh, actually in the first battle of the first real battle of the Blue Lions route. <laughs> when, you know, you gotta go up against the bandits. I almost got murdered in that battle accidentally because I, I put one character too far ahead because I was just like, Ah, oh, these bandits ain't gonna do anything. And then they started doubling all, you. Oh, not only did they started doubling, but they cut that character. They cut that character off from the party. <laughs> but I didn't even pay attention to the fact that the thieves now all have packs. Yes. And so all of a sudden, a thief ran in and almost one shotted Mercedes. To my horror, she was just went from thirty life to one. Yeah, like she was Laura or two. I was like, "What? What?" <laughs> that dude ran straight past the dude and just <laughs> smacked Mercedes. Like, just smacked her. I'm like, "Whoa!" <laughs> <laughs> and so here I am in a situation where I'm like, "Okay, Mercedes is about to die, and she's the healer." You know, Dimitri got cut off from everyone else because I put him up front. <laughs> He got surrounded, so I'm like, oh, Lord, I need Mercedes to heal Dimitri, but she's about to die. He's fighting for his life. I have to take care of this thief, but he's doubling everybody. You know what? So I need to make sure, yeah. I wonder if the people who develop Fire Emblem are any good at it. Probably not. <laughs> now that like, I think about it, I always wonder, why are the enemies built in these dumb swarms of just stupid good stats? And then you have to build this smart, very carefully selected team. Like, why can't I fight a smart, carefully selected team? Maybe they just don't know how to make one. I will say this as someone who's played every Fire Emblem that's come to the West, with the sole exception of Shadows of Valencia. And I do plan on playing that, too. Uh, it, it depends, right? It depends on the maps. There are certain Fire Emblems where you do get what you're talking about, where it's like you you kind of come in with 10 people, maybe the enemy has like 15, 16. Mm -hmm. But they're good units, and they're kind of arranged in a way that you can't just, you can't bum rush them. Right. You know? And so it's less about how good their stats are, more about how they're formed up. Right. Like you, you'll have the heavily armored person but behind that heavily armored person will be a sniper with a killer bow. And so now it's just like, well, okay. He's, there's, these are only two units. And their stats are comparable to you. But that killer bow is a killer bow, and that's a sniper. <laughs> right. You know, so like I, I have to be very careful on how I'm about to make this move. Because like they just they found a perfect combination of units. Right. You know? Like, there may be a map where, say, as you come out of a forest clear, there's a bunch of paladins right up on top of you. 
And as soon as you come out the forest, they're going to come down and cut you off. And their movement is way more than yours. Exactly. Now you have to decide, like, well, man, whoever I put out here is going to have to absorb a few hits because these paladins are going to come immediately. Mm-hmm. And so now you have to kind of pre-plan, you know. You, so like, there are fire emblems that do that. In, in three houses, though, they do love the. We're just going to swarm you. <laughs> like, it's just going to be six axe dudes with high stats, and they're all going to run at you at once. And that and, and the real strategy is like, how do I even kill them fast enough? Right. <laughs> like, Cause, cause the way you beat those is always attack more. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I always want to retreat, but then I use, like, three divine pulses and say, you know what? I'm going to just rush everyone and see what happens, and then I win. You kind of rush, and AI does a weird thing sometimes where inexplicably they'll just want to focus on one particular character. Yes. Even though they can go after other characters, they'll just be like, not like, a net had half life once. And they went for violence. Yeah, they went for Byleth and, and, uh, and Ingrid. They was just like, you know what? No. Right. Byleth and Ingrid. I'm like, but Annette's right. I'm like, I know one of them. And then one of the guys in this effort to hit Byleth basically blocked the path for everyone else to get to uh, Annette. So right. she lived. And I was like, okay, man, I sure was just hoping that she would dodge. But I guess now you have to worry about that because it's just like, we're going to hit Byleth. Yeah, it's just... It's just weird because it's like, okay, I spent this time building this cool team. Wouldn't it be cool if you had to run into other people making up as jank strategies as you do? Like, you know, running into that survival instinct, Shamir, running to the front of every battle? That would, that would be hilarious. Yeah. In part one, especially, that you can kind of, since most of the enemies don't even, uh, they don't necessarily have the skills. Right. So, you know, like, like that thief having passed is probably going to be the only surprising thing that happens to me now, which is why that first fight was probably my most dangerous fight in the entire game so far. Yeah. Because I just, I didn't even expect for him to have that. But yeah, generally it's just big stats, not necessarily a lot of skills, you know, coming at your way. Now, typically, the only time you're really going to be in danger and you have to like think about, your setup and stuff is certain boss fights when the guy just decides to run at you. Yeah. Like Death Knight all of a sudden saying, you know what? No. Yeah. He he comes at you. You're just like, well, okay. I remember, I remember one time when Chris was doing the um, paralogue where you have to go and fight all the what's your church people and then the mayor Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, Flame kept dying because Armor Knights would come out of nowhere. And the the way he won was sending Flame in the, in the even direction with all the Armor Knights. And then he won. Yeah. Flame, Flame was sitting back healing everybody because she was the best person with Fortify. Right. And, you know, in that battle, you have to stand in the mist while you're ambushed. And uh, mm-hmm. defeat the the enemies that rush you, but I was able to save Flame by just having her rush forward, reveal where all the armor knights were, and kill them. You know, actually, the funny kinda... thing was the funny thing was after that, after that, like it was on turn nine, so it was the 
Laboratory Mine. Shavir got killed by some Pegasus Knights. And if you wait 10 turns in that battle, you win. So, when Shamir died on turn 9, they didn't give him any time to divine pulse, so he just won the battle. So he had to redo the whole battle to make oh, sure he had Shamir no. still. Yeah, that last turn is very dangerous, because if someone dies, <laughs> Ray just says, all right, we did it. Let's pack up and go. No, Samir's right here. Nope, we did it. <laughs> Y'all <Yeah. laughs> Right. Oh, man, that's... I don't know what's worse, the fact that it, the, the game didn't even give you the option of Divine Pulse it, or the fact that Shamir uh, Archer got killed by Pegasus Knights. That's like the most shameful death for an Archer ever. No, she soloed every single Pegasus Knight. They just won through attrition. Sometimes the most dangerous thing in Fire Emblem is having a character who's too good at killing stuff. Right, and then you put take your eyes off them and they die. Yep. They just they kill so many enemies that they just end up getting hit too many times. It was my fault, to be fair. Like she was standing in the bushes with a quarter health. But I was just like, man, she's destroyed every single Pegasus Knight that's come in here. She was yeah, so low. This thing was all probably too, yeah. Yeah. They were coming in droves of two, and she was destroying them both because they were both fly to her. She was the only person in their range, so they would both fly to her and just die. And so I was feeling good. I'm like, okay, she's been dodging these people. She got hit a few times, but she'll, she'll survive. And then the next thing you know, that one lucky one. Right, that one lucky hit, and she was dead. That's all it takes. That's all it takes. You just get that one luck. Ugh. My Dimitri, I actually got a dang near game over because Dimitri randomly got hit with an attack that had about a 30% chance. He was in a thicket. Dang. Not, not even the bush, a thicket. And this bush. axe dude just walks up and just like, that wasn't even an axe dude, it was a grappler. Grappler just walks up and just goes, Smack. I'm like, okay. All right, that was that was a good hit. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised he did that. And then all of a sudden, criticals on the next hit. And just like, <laughs> and just a 30% chance hit. Maybe like a, it was a low critical percentage. No, they hit, never man. have a high crit percent. It's a lot. Right. Those it's, enemies are the only ones I've ever seen hit a 1% crit. Right. And they hit it so consistently. Do it all the time. And then I hate their their dumb voices. I'll break you. I'll break you. What do you think of this? Demetrius <laughs> is like, you'll break me? What? No, dude, do you not see this thick? <laughs> Try and dodge this. Oh, that dude was like, he was about to die in this thicket. See, my, my problem with the blue lines is that there are certain characters that are so good that you just end up accidentally getting them into deadly positions. Yes. I, like, I, I just be putting too much that. faith. Right. Too I've much faith Dimitri. in Dimitri. I've had Dimitri run into way too much. And then when he yeah. dies, I'm like, what's wrong with you, Dimitri? Like, you had to be surrounded by 50 people. Like, dude, I'm good, but come on. Like, <laughs> man. Like, there was no reason I should have had him. There, there was actually a situation where I am... Um, Lauren had Edelgard on like 12 life, and she had already moved up. Like, the only person who's hitting her is a brawler. And he's not even, and he's not even doing a 
quadruple, so she'll be fine. He had a 4% credit, was doing two damage. Ain't a guard at 12 life. He got oh, man, both yeah. crits. <laughs> both crits? I'll break you. Just enough. Let me finish. The thing was, the crits did six damage each. <laughs> so it did just enough to kill. Wow. Try and dodge this. I was so mad. <laughs> I'm pretty oh, sure if Edelgard was mad, she said there were all her heavy armor on, like, what? Confused. How did this happen? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. That made me so mad. Yeah, oh, it's... I've had some moments. I've had some moments where I put people just... I'm just trusting too much in the stats. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah, okay, my stats caught up. You know, these people, yeah, it's mad and whatever, but I'm good. Tell me another one of your moments, because I've had plenty. <laughs> oh, I had people like like uh, Felix, for instance. I had Brawler. I decided, after hearing how good uh, Knuckle Felix is, I gave him a couple of mitts, and I put him out there once. Had him sitting on a heel towel in the, in the extra battle. It wasn't even a story battle. It was an extra battle. <laughs> and I was just like, okay. It was the map where you got the uh, you got like the bridge like it's the map where you got the fort up top and it's like a river you got like the bridge that you can let down mm-hmm. it's like a little path it's a bunch of forests with thickets in the middle ah uh, yeah yeah so there was a bunch of enemies coming up from the bottom and my army was moving up front because the boss decided that he didn't feel like waiting so he just started coming. It was a, it was a, uh, so the boss was coming. There was a beast that was coming. And then there was a bunch of soldiers coming from the bottom. You know, like basically just axe dudes. You yeah. know, we, we fight thieves. You always gonna have a bunch of axe dudes. So I put Felix down because I was like, okay, their attack speed is up high enough that if I have him use his swords, he's, he's not going to be able to double or quad. But if I put him on this tile and I have him use bits, I can use that extra bit of evasion to help him dodge. He can just punch him out. And then, you know, he'll even get the heal lift and start the next round. I get, I had a concoction on him too. <laughs> I was like, it'll be fine. I put him, that dude on there. Those axe guys ran up on Felix. All of them had about 20, 30% chance to hit. Smack. What? <laughs> Smack. What? The third smack came, and I'm like, oh, Lord, he's about to die. And hit his man on the cusp of death. Surrounded by axe dudes, that fourth axe guy came up. And even though they all had low hit percentages, he had the highest of the low hit percentages. <laughs> uh, 50%. <laughs> oh, man. Dude came in. I think he might have had like a 38 or 40. He walked up, swung at Felix. And I, I just, I saw Felix's feet move before I saw the mist icon come up. <laughs> I almost dropped the switch. I was so happy. Like, oh Lord! Oh thank you! Oh man, he stopped. Oh, he, oh goodness, goodness. Whew. Next turn comes around. I'm like, okay, I healed. I'm gonna use this concoction. All right, you know, like you know, I, I'll let, I'll let him counterattack, kill everybody the next turn, right? Mm-hmm. 
Well, let's just say that the axe dude didn't miss a second time. Dang, they all smacked him again? They smacked him again. <laughs> smack. 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 Dang. I was like, what? I've never seen that many low percentage hit chances hit. Right. That many times consecutively. It was insane. And that's all the time we've got. So, all right. With that, triple fist bump. Signing off.